Hello and welcome to the Chris Wolf Podcast on iCode Media. This is election season, and I love to talk about politics, but I'll avoid that for today. What I have noticed is that during this political season, I have been getting more emails and texts from politicians asking for money, and then they'll have links that I can click. I don't recognize any of the numbers or email addresses, and so I don't click on the links. And while these may be completely legitimate asks, I am also concerned about being hacked that I will never click on these links from people I don't know and email addresses I don't recognize. And so I was researching all of the, these upticks and um, in, pol in legitimate political donation strategies and political scamming pitfalls, just the, the likelihood that people are going to click on links right now that they may think are legitimate seems to be significantly higher. And I arrived on an article that discussed some of these new problems and new alerts. And so I thought it was really interesting and helpful. And I wanted to read some of the relevant points from this article. And I'll link the whole article in the show notes. And so it begins, quote, For years, businesses and individuals have had to worry about so-called phishing scams sent via email or text. And this is what I was talking about as well. These are cyber attacks designed to hook unsuspecting victims into revealing sensitive information. Now there's a new twist aiming, aimed largely at small businesses. These are called voice phishing scams, all, also known as vishing. According to the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, C-I-S-A, vishing expeditions are similar to a classic phishing scam where scammers use emails or text messages to trick someone into revealing sensitive information and these fraudsters typically will target individuals to gain access to their passwords, account numbers, social security numbers, and other sensitive personal data. But phishing scams also can target employees to gain access to their employer's network. And this is where, from a, from a business management standpoint, I think is really important to share these ideas with your staff. And so once inside, they can steal electronic records containing employee or customer data, install malware or ransomware, and or hijack the company's records such as customer lists, financial records, account numbers, trade secrets, and R&D projects. In vishing scams that target the business sector, a scammer calls on the phone and may use intimidation to convince the employee to provide access. In some cases, the scammer may pose as a coworker from the company's IT department who's been assigned to install software updates and their actual, actually malware updates. And so they talk about how there is an increase in number of cases. And so uh, they, they postulate that this is mainly because, because of a proliferation of employees working from home during the novel coronavirus pandemic. And that's led to a, a significant increase in those types of scans in 2020. And so why is this the case? Well, if you've got employees either answering phones or doing other things from their home, at-home networks tend to be less secure than in-office networks, and some companies haven't had the time or the resources to update their security protocols for remote access. And so fraudsters have seized this opportunity to target stay-at-home employees. And so they talk about the, the kind of individual steps uh, that are involved in these types of vishing scams. And so I thought that would be helpful to kind of cover here as well. So the so-called visher creates a website that replicates or closely resembles the company's VPN login name. Then they obtain a secure socket layer, an SSL certificate for the domain and names it with the combination of the company's names and words such as support or employee. Then the Visher compiles a dossier on the employee 
including the employee's full name, address, phone number, position in the company. This is information can often be obtained from public profiles on social media platforms, recruiter and marketing tools, and publicly available background check services and other resources. The visitor then contacts the employee through voice over internet protocol or VoIP number or a fake phone number from another employee from the department in the company. And then typically the scammer will impersonate the IT help desk workers to gain employees trust using a dossier of personal information. Finally, the, the visitor convinces the target that he or she will receive a new VPN link that requires login information. And this may include two-factor identification, a solo password, or both. And in some cases, the prompt is approved by an employee who mistakenly believes the access has been granted earlier to the IT desk imposter. In other cases, hackers employ SIM swapping attacks to circumvent security measures. And the bottom line is that once this process is complete, the company's proprietary and trade secret information is exposed. And so um, they talk about how can you prevent attack and, an attack, and there's really five main steps. I think, you know, in our businesses, on the one hand, most of our businesses are pretty small comparatively. So there's not, there may not be a lot of, of potential uh, gain from, from hacking a business or, or not maybe as, as large of an upside as hacking one of our businesses as, say, uh, a really large corporation. But on the other side, we, if we're not putting place, measures in place, we may see that, um, that we're very easy targets. And so some of these, these techniques can be kind of helpful. So first is restricting VPN access hours and VPN connections to manage devices only. Uh, using mechanisms like hardware checks and installed certificates so that user input alone isn't enough to access the corporate VPN. Employ domain monitoring to help you track creation of or changes to corporate and brand name domains. Actively scan and monitor web applications for unauthorized access modification and, and anomalous activities. Employ the principle of at least of least privilege and software restriction policies and monitor authorized user access and usage. And so I think um, I think what's important here is to, to talk to whoever is running your IT uh, to make sure that, in my opinion, to make sure that they're doing some of these things and having active conversations with whoever is managing your IT and uh, and put some checks in place so that you're not only protected from or or as protected as you can be from phishing scams, but also from vishing scams. So I hope today's show was helpful. It was helpful for me to come across just this increase and in uptick in texts and vishing uh, that may be legitimate um, and also re review our protocols and our practice of what may be helpful as well in the short term and long term. If you enjoyed today's bonus episode and you'd like to take steps to dive deeper into the 2021 updates and be more profitable, we'd love to work with you. Visit icodeeducation.com or follow the links in today's show notes. Additionally, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, write a review, and share it with your friends. At iCode Media, we believe in advancing the optometric profession by diving deep into eye care topics and providing actionable steps for our listeners and subscribers. Have a great week. Talk to you soon.